Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another version of Bill Roten on Sports. I know it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, we've been, um, you know, well, we've been busy doing other stuff. But we have been thinking about you guys. Uh, you know, people have asked, you know, by tell whatever, when are you guys going to record again? So, you know, finally, uh, Jamal's been driving the truck. He said, "We got it. We got to do a podcast." So, our goal this time around <laughs> is to try Thursdays. Is try to record a podcast every Thursday, so we can get up, so you guys can listen to us as you go to the Hamptons or to, <laughs> to you know, to the, the mountains or wherever you, because we know that's our audience. Our audience <laughs> are the second and third, second and third home types of people. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You can invite us. I know, hold on. If, if it's the Hamptons. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so listen, uh, uh, Jamal, I'm up here at an undisclosed location in upstate New York. Uh, got a little bit of snow, but it's very sunny and nice. Uh What's going on down in Brooklyn? Not much. Uh, I'm just here watching one of my favorite sports, college basketball, NCAA tournament. It's March Madness. We've already seen, unfortunately, we were just talking about this. We saw uh, Howard take a, you know, get a beat down from Kansas, which was expected. Um, I was telling Bill, this, the uh, point spread was uh, Kansas favored by 22. And it looks like Kansas won by more than that. So, I guess you know Howard could have done a little better, but you know it is what it is. That's 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 what is expected to happen, right? Of course, our uh, our special guest and uh, you know kind of co-host in many ways is uh, we call him the Judge, which is Glenn Woods, who always joins us. Uh, you know when he can, although he's you know he's retired, man. What you doing? You know he should be joining us like every week, but. Um, you know, uh, uh, Glenn, what's going on in Connecticut? Well, it's great to be with you guys. Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's it's always a pleasure to be with you uh, in this very active time in the, in the world, specifically in the sports world, specifically today. Uh, one of the great days of the year when we have so many uh, NCAA tournament games uh, available to us. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here to discuss, uh, these and other, uh, 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 points of interest. Thanks so for have, inviting. So, so have you, uh, filled out your, uh, your, uh, bracket and gambled, done the illegal gambling thing? Well, you know, um, uh, I don't have to worry about, uh, whether I want to gamble anymore, but oddly enough, um, I found that when I used to play the brackets, that it, it impacted my watching the games. And uh, uh, it took some of the fun away because I was too worried about uh, uh, losing. So now, uh, to, to, answer, uh, to answer your question, Bill, no, I did not fill out the brackets um, uh, or the pairings. But uh, I've had a lot of time, probably the most time ever in my life, to watch uh, so many college games. So. Um, uh, this is a, a a nice way to uh, round out the season. Before we move on, 
Bros Pod is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Speaking of gambling and NFL, I wanted to start off our conversation. I know we're in the middle of March Madness, but we're also in the middle of NFL free agency, you know, and um, I've been flying this flag. I've really been getting pissed off with this whole thing around Lamar Jackson. And I'm pissed off by a couple of things. A, what I see is collusion. The owner is just, you know, you know, really just refusing, uh, you know, they, they're killing the trade, the, the the compensation that Cleveland gave to Sean Watson, and they're all killing that. They're talking about what an outlier it is. You know, it's just so funny how the media, we can be so conservative and pro-owner, you know. And, you know, uh, Lamar, I think, I've, I've kind of, I don't know if, what you guys think, I've sort of been comparing him in a way to um, – free agency, you know, how Kurt Flood took on free agency back in 1969-70, and the same conversations were had back then. Our free agency is going to kill the game. It's a terrible thing. It's awful. And now, of course, today, free agency is like the most, everybody loves free agency. And now they're doing the same thing with guaranteed contracts, you know, uh, and, um, you know, and, 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 and tied to that. So what, what, so 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 let's get the conversation started about that. Well, you you wrote a great column, Bill, uh, 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 a few days ago about the um, uh, Lamar Jackson situation. And let's face it, um, there is there there is some sort of unspoken. I don't want to say collusion because that's a term in law, but um, there is some sort of uh, combination, if you will. Uh, by the uh, 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 owners, by management, to not uh, negotiate for uh, the services of Lamar Jackson. It's it, it, right now his only um, uh, 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 the only person he's been uh, negotiating with. The only entity is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Um, uh, that is. That's that is unbelievable. This is a guy who uh, uh, has been a um, an MVP. He's still young. He's probably got eight, ten good years in front of him. Um, no one will uh, negotiate with him. Interestingly enough, the same can be said. Although I want to, as you clearly do, the same can be said for Aaron Rodgers. It appears that the only per, uh, entity that he's been dealing with are the New York Jets. Um, it, it seems that for this top flight talent, that there is uh, a, uh, a a movement in management to contain and control uh, uh, their opportunity to uh, perform in the NFL. 
Um, uh, it, it's very sad for uh, Lamar Jackson. And I can say this, I, uh, this morning I saw um, Orlando Brown Jr. being interviewed. Yeah. Um, Petty Bruschi, uh, former uh, Patriot uh, uh, star, asked him, and I'm sure Teddy Bruschi did this out of his own knowledge of the game. He said, to ask Orlando Brown, are the players pulling for Lamar? And Orlando Brown Jr. said, yes, uh, yeah. they are pulling for Lamar. Um, but let me say this as we start the conversation. For 20 years, I worked as an assistant attorney general representing workers representing specifically workers who were not paid for the hours that they work. And we went to trial, we argued in federal court, in, in uh, 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 the Connecticut Supreme Court. Um, I can say to you that I worry about Lamar Jackson because I've been there on a much smaller scale as far as amount of money in question. But I worry about him, Bill and, um, and Jamal, because it is a big deal to challenge your employer for monies that you feel you deserve and earn. And I have a concern for Lamar Jackson. I have great respect for him because I can imagine and I can understand the challenge that this is for him. Um, and, and I don't think it should be taken lightly. I, 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 I think that we've got someone here who has a lot of guts yeah. to, and a, uh, to do this, but it's not easy. Yeah. Um, uh, it's great you bring that up, Glenn. Uh, and Jamal, I want you to wave. It's great you bring that up, Glenn, because and I guess that's my point. I continue to write about Lamar Jackson. Now, this is beyond just football. I mean, this is just beyond some oh, guy. Is. Some guy who's trying to get a kind of like Aaron Rodgers. That's kind of about football, although you could extend it to the same thing. But, you know, with Lamar, it's, it's beyond, like you were saying, this is a really important, it's really important thing. And I thought where you were going to go with that, you were representing these workers and a lot of times workers would be for workers. But in this case, you have a lot of, I've listened to a lot of fans and they all seem to be pro-owner, pro-team. You know, they, they're, you know, they're quick, oh, he's not worth that. It, it seems like that's the most unique thing in sports where fans who are truck drivers and workers, they're, they're the first ones to talk about how somebody's not worth something. And, you know, and, and, and the same thing with Lamar, I think you're right. People should be pulling for these guys particularly in football, to be guaranteed, you know, to have guaranteed contracts. Because, but what, what they'll do, they'll say, the, the management will say, well, football is a 100% injury game. It's guaranteed. And that's why they justify not paying you. But the logic, though, you're right. It is a 100% injury game. That's why I want to be guaranteed that, <laughs> that I'm taken care of. Because it is I think if there's any, I think if there's any sport, where contracts should be guaranteed is football. Yeah, uh, right. But there, but but there are two sides, right? I mean, and if there's any sport where the management would not want the, the contracts to be guaranteed, it's football, right? 
because you know if I'm an athlete, I know I'm going to get injured. It's part of the game. I want to, I want my contract guaranteed. I want to be protected. If I'm the team, I know he's going to get injured. Why am I, uh, you know, guaranteeing his contract? So it's like a it's a it's a clash of interests to the fullest extent. So right. I you know so you you get both sides. But I agree with you, Bill. Like like I never I. I don't understand. I mean, I, I'm trying to understand why fans always side with management. And I guess, you know, if you're a fan of a team, I guess you're, a, you know, you look at it that way. I'm a fan of this team. I'm So you become a fan of management. You start critiquing the players, how they're playing for your team. I constantly hear, oh, Lamar, he's not accurate. Why is he asking for all this money? You know, he gets hurt all the time. Why, why is he asking? And this is from black fans by the way you know why is he asking for all this money blah blah i'm like why i'm like why are you hating on lamar why are you playing for free exactly well well, i think people people uh i i i think one of the reasons people uh uh go against uh someone who's challenging the status quo uh uh jamal uh this is just my feeling is you're challenging the status quo. Leave right. things the way they are. Right. You're interfering with my fun. Right. You're interfering right. with my entertainment. Right. Get the hell out of here. Get out <laughs> there on the field. Right. Uh, uh, you should be uh, happy that you're you're out there. I could do that if right. I had a chance. Right. You know, if, I, if I was any good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I had the opportunity, I would have been there. Don't you you guys think that's that's the essence of it? That is. We've all grown up playing Little League baseball, playing basketball, playing games. And the fact that, you know, this is our multi-billion dollar business, but they're still looking at you're so fortunate to be able to play baseball or basketball, football, and and make money. If I could do that, you know, now we're not saying, you know, I'm working a steel mill. I give anything to work in a steel mill. Right. I, I give anything to deliver mail, right. you know, but, but I think that's what it is. It's almost like a jealousy, right? A jealousy and, and an envy. Oh, I think it's and you're clearly, right. clearly jealousy and envy right. and, and it's ignorance. Right. It's ignorant. And, and it's like, it's part of it's society, right? We always, like our society, I was reading about this, like in a different context, but, but, you know, our society, we, we, we always praise people who we could, we perceive as naturals. Oh, he's right. a natural. And 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 what that does is take it out of our it it, it relieves of us of any responsibility like like as if we could have been that right no no right. he was born that good he didn't really right. have to work as hard. like we 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 discount all the work that these athletes really had to put into it the fact that they had to be in the gym or the, on the field ten hours a day whatever it was you know like all this work that they put into it these guys aren't they weren't just born to be great football players and basketball players they had to put all this time in and then as a fan we don't look at it like that we look at it like oh he's a, he was born a great athlete he's you know lucky him he can do all that stuff he doesn't have to work hard like i do at my job you know right. so forget stop asking oh, for all that stuff what bill had, it's also bill you've written about this through the years that remember these guys bring a special, and this is what Jamal's saying, these guys bring a special skill, a special talent. They're one in a gazillion. They're, they deserve uh, whatever they get and more. They're bringing so much to these owners 
uh, uh, that uh, uh, because of their special skill and special talent, they should be paid for it. Particularly someone like uh, Lamar Jackson, who who hit the ground running uh, when he started. I, look, when he when he won the MVP, he was younger in age. Well, he still is younger in age than Joe Burrow when Joe Burrow was at LSU. That's how phenomenal an athlete uh, he was. He, if anybody has the nerve and the desire to seek the best contract, it is um, uh, Lamar Jackson. But I'm telling you, you guys, I worry for him because I don't want to see him become a the next Colin Kaepernick, where the, the league um, uh, eliminates him. I'm four square behind his um, uh, a great attempt uh, to get his maximum uh, uh, pay, but I worry about him too. This is a daring, bold effort, and I worry about that. Just as I worried for Colin Kaepernick, who we never saw again um, hmm. uh, uh, after uh, the events that originally occurred, uh, uh, you know, in his actions. And have, but here's one thing with Lamar also. Do we know what he wants? Have well, we heard him say anything? People, yeah, people, well, we have, you, you will not hear anything about Lamar. That's one of the advantages of having your mother represent you. There are no leaks. I mean, Lamar's stuff is airtight. You don't hear anything from Lamar except what you want. He wants you to hear. There'll be like an Instagram or something, a tweet, something like that. But there have been conflicting reports. I mean, one report has been, you know, remember uh, uh, we remember at the at the Jets game when the reporter asked about, yep. uh, well, the truth that you turned down 132 something. He said, but you know, who knows what it could be. It could be. You know, there's one report that he's not asking for a guaranteed contract. And it could be that whatever he's going to get could be much more than what Baltimore wanted to give him. If they, if, if they put him on, if they slapped him with a uh, unrestricted free agent, which carries a guarantee of like 132 million, whereas they would have made him restricted, it would have been 145 million. So let's say that he negotiates with a team and you know, he says, okay, listen, uh, I don't need full, you know, let's, let's go 180, you know, or something like that. I mean, in other words, if it, it was a fair marketplace, he could end up getting more than the Ravens were willing to pay and force them to pay him what he's, what he's worth. But I was talking to a, uh, a league executive who said that what Watson got should be the norm. Quarterbacks should get guaranteed contracts. You know, for for as much value as they bring to a team, right. just like your starting left tackle, you know, your starting left tackle, you know, like all pro should get a guaranteed contract. You know, guaranteed contracts should become a tradition. You know, so I think to get back to your point, Glenn, I think it's uh, uh, it's very crucial. The other thing I don't like, and and this kind of gets into the whole history of black quarterbacks. I thought that. You know, we've all followed the whole arc of black quarterbacks, how hard it was to prove that you could play. You got smart. So finally, we climbed Jack, Jacob Ladder all the way to the Super Bowl. Lobo, we make history by having two black quarterbacks 
playing against each other in the Super Bowl. In the, in the NFL draft, this may probably be the first time where two young black college quarterbacks are drafted one-two. Mm. But I'm listening. So I thought that this would change the whole conversation and acceptance around black quarterback. But I'm hearing these guys on NFL radio, particularly the older guys, and it's like they resent it. They're not buying it. And they, they, they speak very condescendingly of Jalen Hurts and guys like Lamar Jackson. You know, so, well, you know, these guys are running around and they're young <laughs> and, you know, we still got to teach them how to play. And, 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 you know, these guys are athletic. It's like they're doubling down. They're still longing for, they're still longing for the days of the six, five blonde blue eyed thing. And they, and they realize, I think just like a lot of white people be- bemoan the fact, you know, when they're more, when, when people of color became dominant and that this old thing was gone, you know, this thing that you grew up with, the entitlement and all that stuff is gone. And there are people who resent that. And I think the same people who who grew up with Johnny Unitas and the white quarterback and stand up and they see these whole group of like new young black guys for the most part, you know, being very exciting. I heard the guy the other day, you know, this guy, Pat Kerwin, who's on a, Serious NFL, you know, former GM, you know, got fired, a couple, you know, and he's one of these guys. I mean, good football mind, but you could tell listening to him, he's not crazy about Lamar, doesn't like that style. He keeps referring to that style. And then he say, I know everybody calls up and says that this is a new style, but everybody does not like that. And he, he really, he really emphasized it. He said, no, everybody does not like it. And, you know, you know, you know. I'm sure he talks a lot. He's front agent, your front office people who don't like the direction it's going. But trust me, man, it's going in that direction. Yeah, it ain't going the other way. It ain't going well, they the other no way. Choice. They have no choice. The uh, station, the, the big, slow, stationary quarterback is 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 no more. It's done. Uh, teams can't win uh, uh, no. uh, with that. Even um, and uh, even the uh, even the six five blonde. Yeah, even the six five blonde hair white guys nowadays, you have to be able to run. You have to be able to get out yeah. that pocket. Look at look at my, Josh my, Josh Allen. To me, he, he reminds me of like a Randall Cunningham back in the day. Yeah. You know, like with a strong yeah. arm and can run. Yeah. Um, my concern is now now Bryce Young is too small. You know, yeah. he was the best. I once again, I had an opportunity to watch a lot of football this uh, past fall, college football. And I, I, I do not consider myself an expert at all, quite the contrary. But the best college player I saw last year was Bryce Young. I don't care if he's 5'2". Uh, <laughs> he was the best. Um, the, his only problem was that uh, Alabama didn't have any defense. Um, right. Anytime they needed a score, he scored. He but did. now I'm hearing, oh, you know, he's so small. Um, he's only five, four. I mean, you know, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, he, he was the best player I saw. And I'm, uh, and, uh, and once again, I'm concerned, um, uh, that, uh, uh, for, for the reasons you're saying, Bill, that there is a, um, uh, put down or a, a diminution of his value, uh, as we approach, the time where uh, um, selection will uh, uh, take place, um, yeah. and 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 they've done this with with Lamar. 
um, can't throw, uh, doesn't release the ball quick enough, um, runs too much, won't be in the lead too long, gets hit more than any other player in the NFL. Come on, give me a break, you right. know. Yeah. Uh, and by the uh, way, Joe Burrow missed his whole second season right. with an injury, tore up his knee, right. you know, and came back. So I, I think you're right. It's, and, and I think just as black people, we always go through that, you know, being marginalized, um, you know, told what we can't do versus what we can do. And it's right there in front of you that that the league is going in that direction. I mean, the same guy talking about Pat Curran, I forget, he's probably like in his 60s or whatever, but he he grew up in an era, remember, that blacks couldn't play middle linebacker right. and blacks couldn't play free safety and couldn't play guy. And now you look at the entire defense is black. You know, and, <laughs> right. and so, and so evolution, we're, we're evolving, and you can resent it, and you could not like it, and you could talk about it, but it's coming, it's happening, right. and 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 you're right. We're in this era now that you've got this core of people, you know, um, mostly Republicans, who are resisting this change, resisting what you can learn. What you could do, you know. I, I mean, this is a diversion, and I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Jamal. But I was watching Howard getting waxed by Kansas, you know, and you know, again, I keep thinking of HBCUs, and there are people. Sometimes I was thinking, thank God for HBCUs in this climate where people are telling you what kind of history you can learn, right. how much history you can learn, and it's great to be in an environment where you are part of history. You know, and you don't have to deal with that kind of nonsense. But Jamal, you were making a point. I was, I was no, no, I, no. I agree. And I, I but and my my biggest thing is, you know, you have the old guard, and you have the the narrative that that many people in the industry and media still want to put out there. You know, with these like, you know, subtle kind of digs at Lamar or or athletic quarterbacks, and it and my the thing that bothers me most is it, it affects a lot of us. You know, I hear a lot of black players that agree and a lot of, you know, a, a lot of black media members that will, that will say the same thing. A lot of black fans that say, say the same thing. And, you know, I mean, it just, it just reminds me of just regular real life where, you know, we've been, you know, a lot, we've been brainwashed, like, and not just black people, but just society in general has been, has been brainwashed and you keep hearing the same thing, same thing. And then all of a sudden everybody, everybody starts believing it. So to me, that's the most disheartening thing is when I have multiple friends and people I talk to and, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll spit that same stuff back to you, you know, that, that you've been, you, we've been hearing forever. So whatever they're doing, it's working, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> well, the brainwash. Well, I also think one, 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 one more thing about Lamar, talent notwithstanding, extreme, how about this, extreme talent notwithstanding, Lamar is the opposite, if you will, uh, say of uh, uh, of the Kansas City quarterback Mahomes. Oh right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not he uh, he's not the great communicator that Mahomes is. Um, uh, uh, he's a uh, he he just is not, and right. um, uh, and I think that has something to do with it. Oh yeah, his, right. His style. Um, he's not uh, Steph Curry. Right. He's not, right. uh, um, uh, uh, you know, that type of uh, right. athlete who craves the um, camera, and right. and I think that uh, that also has turned people off. 
you know, yeah. but but his talent is not to be denied. And it is uh, unusual. I'll be kind when I say it is unusual that no one in the league would be bidding strongly for his services. It makes no sense. I heard uh, and we can move on to uh, <laughs> to uh, March Madness, but I heard Trey Wingo, the guy who was who broke some of the Aaron Rodgers news. He was talking on this on this one of these NFL football shows, and I'm I'm listening like you. I'm listening very closely when they talk about the quarterbacks and, and Lamar, where they're going to take it. And to, and and and, and to, to his credit, he asked these guys a question. It was again Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller, I think, or maybe. And he said, you know. Uh, or maybe somebody else, he said, yeah, you know, it's fun. don't you think it's funny that as soon as uh, the tag was put on, all these teams came out, talked about how they're not after him. You know, nobody was after right. him. And right. don't you think it's odd that everybody went out? And and then he, the question he asked, he said, when the Ravens said, okay, go ahead, Lamar, uh, go ahead and test the free market. He said, don't you think it's funny? They were so sure, they were so sure that he was not going to get another offer. How could you be so sure? But they were like assured <laughs> that go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Glenn, go ahead. You know, yeah. like, I already know the answer. You know, I already know the answer. And yeah. it's so funny. The, the hosts didn't take the bait. They said, "Okay, well, thanks, Trey. You know, well, <laughs> you know, we'll be we'll be back." And, you know, but it's it's so funny how so many people, except our guy, um, uh, our guy Solomon Wilcox. Who, who tells the truth. So many of these guys are just like, you know, and, and I think it's the same thing with agents. Cause you know, why haven't eight, why hasn't Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, these guys had all this leverage. They could have demanded guaranteed contracts. They could have done it, you know, but the guys point out that these guys, their agents are friends with the owners and friends. Right. They have multiple clients. So they don't really want to, you know, piss off, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to, you know, so they'll go, okay, we'll get a great contract. Most of it guaranteed. We're not going to, and I'm wondering what happens if Joe Burrow comes up? He said, okay, I want a fully guaranteed contract. Will there be well, a conversation? Bill, 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 let me throw this out before we go to the next issue. You are one of the preeminent uh, sports writers in America. Hmm. What about you contacting um, uh, Lamar and asking him, why you, man? Why, 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 why are you doing this? You know, um, uh, 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 I, I know he knows who you are. Uh, uh, how about that, Bill? I, yeah, now I would love to. I'd love it to might, write a book about Lamar Jackson, but Lamar ain't talking to anybody, brother. Yeah, it might mess with his <laughs> negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let me. Yeah, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. You know, he, and you're right. But you're right, Jamal. That could, I think what he's got in his favor, uh, 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 um, Glenn. What, I think what he has his favor that people don't know what the hell to do with him. They say, what the? Hell? You know, just the same way he plays, the same way he's negotiating. They don't know how to deal with his brother. <laughs> you know. I agree. I agree. Uh, but, but I would love to ask him. Why are you doing this? I mean, I admire him. I, as somebody who fought for workers for 20 years, I know what it entails. And I'd love to sit down with him 
and pick his brain and really ask him, why aren't you doing like Mahomes and Brady and Peyton and just saying, okay, I'll take uh, uh, 240 and uh, we'll move on, you right. know? I mean, because there's a lot for him to lose uh, in this. Um, uh, and I, 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 I'd love to find out from him because uh, uh, I admire his, 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 I admire his guts. I really do. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I do. I do too. And I'm sure that uh, there's still time. We'll, you know, next week, by next Thursday, when we talk about this again, maybe there'll be some update. One thought I had was that Indianapolis would be uh, perfect. You know, Indianapolis would be, the Colts would be perfect. They haven't had a great quarterback since uh, Andrew Luck. And right. it makes perfect sense that uh, they're playing indoors. Uh, everything makes sense. The same guy, the, the, the head coach, was the offensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles last year. Yeah. So he was with Jalen Hurts firsthand. So don't tell me he doesn't know the potential. Right. But then I heard just before we went on the air that the Colts – are like talking to fucking Gardner Minshew, you know. <laughs> and then and the guys that kind of yells of everything else Minshew magic. Oh now, that's the reason well, he, why this dude has been a habitual backup, you know. Yeah. And Minshew Minshew did so well that they had to rush Jalen Hurts back out of injury to uh, uh, right. win the game to uh, 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 you know uh, uh, secure their uh, standings. Right, and you mean to tell me you gonna make this? But th that's what we're up against, man. That you know, it's almost anybody, anybody. I thought that Ursay might be the guy. That anybody who pulls uh, Jeff Saturday out the out the broadcast booth to be his head coach, I figure this cat is unpredictable. He can do anything. Right. He would go against the grain. But somebody said it's like, um, uh, you know, if somebody said it's like, you know, you've been in a situation where your where where your boy breaks up with a girlfriend, but it's like a gentleman's agreement. Nobody's going to be the first one to date. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> you know, it. Nobody wants to be that guy, no matter how bad you want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bill, uh, just one last, as, as nicely as you've, and as supportive as you've been of Lamar Jackson, uh, he, he owes you uh, an interview. Let me put it that way. He owes you a sincere, uh, uh, a candid interview, as, sure. as supportive as you have been of him. Um, and as you've said, a lot of people in the media either take a middle-of-the-road stance or they lean uh, 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 owners. And uh, you've been there uh, for him. Um, I, uh, maybe he listened. Hopefully, he'll listen to this and give you uh, uh, an opportunity. Uh, yeah, well, I think I think the point is whether he does that or not is that I, I I'm not sure he went into this, you know, thinking he was going to overturn the system. But I think as the deeper he gets into this, he's like, shit, you know, I'm really up against it, you know, uh, that he's really taking on a huge structure. And and you're right, the players like you saw Glenn, the players said they're for Lamar. A lot of people are pulling for Lamar. You know, because it's not just about him; it's about the it's about the league and the welfare. The system, yeah, the system. The system, the system, right? So, uh, speaking of the system, uh, this is going to be a graceful transition. But we're in the middle of March Madness, and 
I know we talked briefly. I'm, I'm fascinated by one of the one of the teams that's uh, expected to possibly be in the Final Four is the University of Alabama, whose star player, one Brandon Miller, was involved in this in, in an incident where a young lady was shot and killed. And I'm just I'm just baffled by the fact that well I'm not really, I should say I'm baffled by this guy still playing. I mean. The way the story reads is that uh, the the murder weapon was not his, but was left in his car, and a friend of his texts him and asks him to bring my what is it Jamal bring my piece bring, bring my bring me my joint my joint my bring joint my, bring my joint, and once the joint arrived, the friend who was a former ex teammate gave it to the person who ultimately fired the shot that killed the woman. And I think the thing up in question is, did Brandon Miller know that he was delivering? He, did he, was he aware that the gun was in his car and that his friend asked him to bring his, his gun to him? And, you know, but the fact is that he's still in the lineup. And that he's involved in <laughs> and never, and never, and, and and never left the lineup. I think that's never probably that's probably the big thing. Like if, let's say, when it first happened, when when everything first came out, uh, and and they would have pulled him from the lineup and done uh, some kind of thorough investigation, or you know whatever. Even if it you know a so-called thorough investigation, and and came to the uh, conclusion that that he really did have nothing to do with it, or they were buying or they were buying his story, it would have been a little bit more acceptable if you were playing now, but the fact that they never, it's almost like they never even thought right. about, <laughs> about, you know, in fact, they really tried, in fact, they tried to hide it. They tried to hide the fact that, that he would, that he had anything to do with it, that there was also another player who, who I've interviewed previously when he was in high school, uh, a point guard on, on Alabama, who was also at the scene, um, and he, you know, he seemed like a nice guy when I interviewed him. But he was at the scene also, and they they basically tried to uh, hide the fact that those two other players who was, who had who had never were never pulled out of the lineup and, have, and are playing to this day were at the scene. It came out. It only came out based on uh, court records where a you know a police officer, Alabama police officer, uh, disclosed the fact that that the gun that the gunman or the gunman's accomplice had texted Brandon Miller. Uh, that you know to bring me my joint, and that Brandon Miller came to pick him up that day. So I mean, they kind of they, they they swept that under the rug, and then when it came out, they basically said, "Oh, he had nothing to do with it. He's not being charged," and he continued to play. And not only that, the the day after all this came out, they they continued to play Brandon Miller, and he scored forty. And I think it's I think that caused the stock to go up. Is the NBA stock, you know? So that's one of my things too. Everybody's mad at Alabama uh, that that they they continue to play him but it's not it's not like anybody else get uh, gives a shit either because the NBA is like hey hey you know we used to have him as the top 5 now we got him top 2 you know <laughs> you know look how well he's playing under all this scrutiny like it's like it's crazy the same league well, yeah, yeah go ahead go ahead Glenn. well this um hits home to uh to uh me in a lot of ways First of all, um, uh, I feel very bad uh, for uh, Jamia Harris's uh, family, for her mother to lose uh, her daughter 
uh, gun violence in America is at an extreme. Um, uh, I have uh, friends and relatives who own guns, or as they say in the black community, keep guns. Uh, we've had uh, uh, in 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 my own family, we've had uh, um, deaths by uh, uh, homicides by handguns. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm well aware of uh, uh, what that is all about. In this instance, uh, this is a young man who uh, de delivered a gun to his friend. Um, uh, you have to question why would you even deliver a gun? It's not like you're delivering a pencil or a notepad. There is sure. nothing, as Jamia Harris's mother said, there is nothing good that could have uh, occurred for him to hand his, uh, to make sure that his friend uh, got this gun. I will say that as a former juvenile court judge, it was, uh, uh, we were uh, taught by the professionals that human beings' brains are not fully developed till they're around 26 years old. This is a young man who is 20 years old. He was 19 um, when the, um, uh, when this horrible incident occurred. Uh, and uh, uh, it's just a terrible situation. Uh, there is at law, he is not wrong uh, from what the authorities in Alabama say, but there should, the, 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 the college has not, it seems to, the, the most important thing seems to be uh, uh, winning the NCAA title. Right. Uh, and now we see in, in today's New York Times that there is a fourth player at the uh, incident. Um, it's coming out today. Uh, uh, there was a fourth player who is the son of a um, athletic director at a Division I uh, university. Um, and it's just coming out today that he was present at the scene. Uh, and that Alabama, University of Alabama authorities uh, knew this. Um, it, this is just not a good situation. My wife is from Birmingham, Alabama, and as a uh, uh, member of the uh, black community there whose uh, grandmother taught uh, many uh, students there, including one named Angela Davis, um, uh, this, this hits home to my wife, uh, who is a huge Alabama fan, hmm. but uh, the way the university has handled this makes it very difficult to support the team. This is the best player in college basketball. It's it's too bad. He's 6'9". He moves like he's 6'1". He is unbelievably talented, but there is such a stigma, at least as far as I'm concerned, stigma and uh, pejorative nature to that uh, situation now that it's tough to uh, objectively watch the Alabama basketball team and not feel totally um, overwhelmed, just overwhelmed um, uh, uh, that uh, there was a, a homicide here um, uh, and Life goes on. It, right. it, 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 it's it's troubling to me. And I, I and I just and I and I agree with you. And I just think it's the whole the the 
this these circumstance itself. Like I don't even want to. I'm not even uh, just going to focus on Brandon Miller because it's become a Brandon Miller story. But that, but we knew that this woman was murdered by by because of somebody on the basketball team uh, previously, even before Brandon Miller's name was ever mentioned in it. We knew that a person on the basketball team had something to do with her murder, and and because he was on the bench, nobody cared. Even at that point, first of all, if you're a basketball program and you're a coach and you recruited somebody on your team that that had to, that murdered somebody, you know, on campus. That that that's an indictment on on the entire team right there. That's an indictment on the coach in the basketball program already. Uh, to you know, to sweep that was that was swept under the rug by everybody, including the media. It was not all, It was not until Brandon Miller had something to do with it that we make we make an issue of it. So I just feel like, you know, I do feel like the the entire program should be ashamed. Um, but but I do have a problem with just putting it all on putting all this on Brandon Miller. Well, let me ask you guys this before we wrap it up. Do you think, both of you, do you think he should be playing, uh, Glenn, then Jamal? Should he be playing? I think, do you want to go ahead first, Jamal? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that, it's, a, it's a tough question. I, I, think, I, I think something should have been done immediately when, when all this came out. I don't, I don't see how you play him, you know. I guess, I guess my answer, honestly, is probably no. Um, because when it, when it first happened, I, I don't see how you just play him after the, after that news comes out, I think, but you know, I, but I, I think when it first happened and, and, and one kid on your team is involved in it, you maybe shut the program down at least for a couple games or, or suspend, you know, suspend the basketball program from the, from the very start when, when that, when that, when that murder first occurred where nobody plays. Okay. So to answer your question is probably no, he should, he probably should not be playing the, what makes it complicated is that since you didn't, since he's playing already. And when I look at the, and we, and, and the fact, I don't know all the facts. I don't know whether he knew he had a gun in the car. I don't know whether he knew he was delivering the gun to the car. I've read up on the case. I, I, I'm not, maybe I haven't read enough, but I haven't seen anything in in a court of law that would show me that he had he really had something he knowingly you know brought this gun to the person and and that you know he is culpable so I'll, in the long run i don't feel like he should be you know that his career should be taken away from him but i guess that's a different question uh, you know uh, whether that he should I be think, playing right now i think uh, what i know about the facts and and uh Let's face it, we don't know all that happened there. Um, it's easier to make a, a conclusion and make a decision about that when you have all of the facts. But from what I know, at the very least, um, at when it first, uh, when the uh, matter first uh, uh, came to fruition, I do think maybe a short period of time uh, away from the team, at a minimum, a short period of time away from the team right, by right. Uh, 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 Brandon Miller would have been good. Um, but I'm sure the university is saying, we have a once in a lifetime ball player here. He's been cleared by the authorities. 
uh, we were the number one team in the country, or number one or two, depending either either uh, uh, Alabama or Houston. Uh, regardless of what happens this year, he'll be gone, and then we'll move on. Right. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> that's their thinking. He, we'll move on after he. I agree. Move. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. and I just want to say another another thing about about this situation. When I when I when they first let him play, and it was a question of what. Well, now this is out. Um, should he play? And then, and then we're looking at how the Alabama law enforcement uh, went about it, saying that he's, you know, he had nothing to do with it. We're not charging him. I did think to sit him down now might almost be like, you know, an admission of guilt in some right. way. So, exactly. so I felt like, well, maybe that's the reason. But I did. But you know, I've heard other opinions that say, hey, Alabama's doing him a disservice by playing him now because this, this label is going to be on him you know everywhere he goes they're calling him a murderer the other other fans and and this and, and the media attention they're basically this this is going to be on him for forever now um and maybe if they would have sat him down and done a thorough investigation to begin with it, it would have been better for him in the long run also if he if he had nothing to do with it except in this environment of polarization the more polarized you become the more your value increases you know the more your Instagram blows up, the more people are talking about you. You know, it's 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 almost counterintuitive. You know, but I think what everybody's saying is that this should have what should have happened should have happened a while back. Right. Uh, set him down, get to the bottom of it, figure out exactly what happened, and then let him play, knowing the facts, right. knowing that he was not involved, made very clear that he wasn't involved. You're right. So I, I you know, um, we're early in the tournament. So I'm sure by the time we talk next week, there'll be some more resolution. Um, as long as, as long as he keeps winning. As long as he keeps winning. I know. <laughs> if he if he's the goat, if he has a terrible game, you know, as a goat of the game, then we'll see this turn. <laughs> you know, they may kick him out of school because <laughs> he missed the game when he shot. You know. So anyway, um, listen. I know there's a lot uh, a lot to talk about. We'll have um, we still have the NBA playoffs. I'm sure there'll be by the time we come back next week, John Morant. Uh, speaking of Brandon Miller, uh, John Morant will be back sir, after serving an eight-game suspension. And I also want to get into Kevin Durant uh, and uh, whether he's hurt his legacy or not. Um, but we'll we'll uh, talk about that good stuff. And maybe by the time we come back next week, there'll be some Lamar Jackson news. Maybe he'll decide that he's not going to play. <laughs> he's going to sit out the season. So we will see. Hey, I'd like to thank uh, 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 the judge. Uh, Glenn, thanks so much. Uh, thank always, you. Thank you, guys. Insight. And um, Jamal, thank you for doing that great gambling read. You know, maybe, <laughs> we may have to take that. We had, we had to take that out the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it next week. <laughs> Hey, yeah, don't uh, forget, uh, Ken, uh, uh, speaking about HBCUs, Kenny Blakely, you yes. had him on uh, when he was uh, uh, talking a couple of years ago about forming this program, he, yep. and they made it. It'd be great yep. to uh, have him on again to hear him, uh, even though they had a tough day today, uh, to hear him. Uh, uh, he had a, you got to give him credit. Yeah, no, he I agree. And I thought about that. You know, we had him on early when he had, Remember, he had uh, uh, McCurr Maker, Maker. Maker um, you know, he had, and that didn't work out 
all that well because it, that was the COVID year. He only he he only played a couple games. He was never drafted. Um, but I mean, he put you know he still put this program together. You know, I watched him play a couple times this year. They, you know, that was a good team uh, that he had this year. So congratulations. And I read where he said that McCour Maker, although as you as you point out, uh, Jamal, it didn't work out. He said his uh, presence in the program gave the program a lot of legitimacy. Right. So he's a guy for you guys to have on. Love to hear him um, uh, after such a successful season. Yes. We'll have him back on. Maybe we can repurpose that podcast, kind of link to it, yeah. and uh, let people hear what he had to say. Um, all right, everybody, listen, um, it's been great. We're going to try to be more more consistent with our with our uh, podcast. Um, but appreciate everybody poking us and telling us we got to record. And uh, we will. So everybody be safe. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, you know, I know it's like a broken record, but, you know, do so because it's still out there. Uh, be safe. Be careful, everybody. And uh, God bless. See you next week. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube